Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the one lame duck broke on the floor coming back for more. John Wayne, that's right, here I am. John Wayne, back again. I'm in the palace, the wonderful neon palace of sin, Las Vegas, Nevada. I am back. I apologize. I have been sick as shit for like a week now, over a week, and I don't know what the hell is wrong with me, uh, but we'll get into that later. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Welcome back, all of my regular listeners, and welcome uh, all my new listeners. If I've just met you at a convention or a show or something, and you're checking it out, thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the show. Tell all your friends, and uh, let's get busy with being silly. Um, anyway, guys, like I said, welcome to the show. I uh, The last episode I, I did, I put out my, it was the update. Um, I, I just come back from uh, my seven-week road trip, and, and I was recapping all of that. And I think I might have mentioned I was feeling not so good, or but I didn't know if it was just still exhaustion or uh, allergies or, or whatever. But whatever I whatever is going on with me has been kicking my ass ass all over the place. Uh, it's, it's, um, I don't know what it is. I thought originally since, you know, I had been driving around the country so much, you know, I went through, uh, you know, and everybody, like most people who have issues with when the pollen like starts to come out, uh, it's, it's hell for a lot of people. Now, growing up in Houston, there's a lot of pollen, uh, when, when the, spring would come or whatever you you'd walk i just remember like it's like a you know like a freak snowstorm or something you get up in the morning and you're like oh shit snow snow day no school uh. um these days you'd wake up and it'd be like everything's fine when you go to bed you wake up in the morning go outside everything's covered in yellow just like yellow dust and and i this is um, not, you know, if those people who who know what I'm talking about, know I'm not exaggerating. Like it's all over your car, it's all over the ground, even like the drive your driveway. You can see it's like a might as well be that yellow snow that old Frank Zappa warned us about. Uh, it's it's awful. It's just pollen everywhere. Now, growing up in Houston, like I said, like I never really had huge bad reactions to it. Like it'd be like you know the first week of of uh, pollen time you know maybe i'd get some sniffles but i i could knock it out real quick take a couple sinus medicine sinus pills uh for a few days and and boom ship shape back back to normal but it was always just like uh a runny nose you know like a god i can't get rid of these sniffles you know type of thing not anything else it didn't make my head feel bad it didn't like put me down or anything like that where i was like oh my god i can't deal with this pollen and these allergies it was never like that I think just like build, you know, living there, I, I just don't have a lot of allergies and I built up like a whatever tolerance or something like that. And maybe now like that I've, you know, a year and a half plus removed from the Houston area, even though I'm all around the country in different parts of the, the, the country all the time, I guess I like maybe lost that, uh, that uh, tolerance or, or whatever immunity that I had built up or, or something. At least that's what I was thinking, you know, because, you know, I'm on my trip. I was going through, you know, Virginia, right? It started blooming. Everything was blooming. Lots of pollen there. Went down from there to, you know, Nashville. 
and Tennessee. And that was just a big pollen craziness. I was, you know, staying out there and uh, for about a week and or about a week, I guess. And yeah, and I was just like, that was doing it. And then I went back to, you know, from there, I drove all the way back. I stopped in Virginia again for a night, more pollen, and then up to Maryland where um, it was, you know, the trees and stuff around there were just blooming all of this crazy fucking pink uh, flowers all over the property of the hotel. And it was also a pollen nightmare. So originally I'm like, you know, this has got to be some kind of a, you know, sinus infection maybe because you know it started and now all this pollen is exacerbating it and uh you know lack of regular rest or lack of a regular schedule in my body is like up and down and maybe that like kind of you know just gave me a hardcore like sinus infection that took over i i don't know that's what i thought and i get home and i'm like okay cool i just gotta rest uh, you know, I'm exhausted, of course, you know, need to rest up from all of this. And I was doing that and I felt like everything was cool. And then I started to feel not good. And I was like, I think I'm sick. Uh, so I was trying to rest and just like, all, all, you know, all last weekend, you know, the weekend after I got home, just resting and, and doing, you know, taking some sinus medicine and trying to take it easy. And every time like I, I woke up like, a day or so later, I'd be like, okay, okay, I feel better. I feel a little bit better. Uh, definitely better than I did the day before. And I guess like I just would push myself a little too hard, uh, not doing like anything, anything crazy. Like you got guys that people, you, you listen to me a lot and you know me, I go, I like to go to the gym like four days a week at least. And I have been able to go to the gym one day since I've been back because that day after I went to the gym, I came home and I was like, ooh, that probably wasn't a good idea and put me down for like a whole nother, the whole next day. Then um, <clears throat> I got to say, like, I thought I was doing better. I was a little bit on the mend and uh, I took, you know, uh, took Scarlet out for dinner on Monday night and uh, we didn't stay out late or anything. We just had dinner, a couple beers, whatever, a couple laughs. Tuesday, I woke up and I was like, I don't know if I feel that good, but I wasn't like down yet. I wasn't feel. I was like, I'm not super bad, but I don't feel right. Um, pet myself up for the afternoon. I, I, cause I, I had some friends visiting from out of town, Michael Allen Rose, fellow horror author, uh, bizarro author actually. And, uh, his lovely, uh, lady, Sauda Namir, and they came to visit and I, I went to have a, a lunch with them, um, you know, not nothing big, just a, you know, lunch and talk, talk for about an hour, two hours or something like that. Went home after that. And, uh, I, I, I was like, I don't know if I, how I, I was starting to just feel weird. Right. And then the next day on Wednesday, this past week, I woke up and I was like, I am fucking dead. I am sick as shit. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm coughing. I'm, I was so achy. That was a huge thing. I was achy. My back, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with my neck, my back, my pussy, my crack? Everything's out of line. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, a lot of pain. Like a lot of pain. Uh, to like where I was like, oh, I hurt so bad. I know I was being like a giant pussy, but that's, I, I, I didn't know what else to do. Luckily, I had the, the lovely, wonderful, amazing uh, love of my life, Scarlett was there to to help take care of me, and and she has been doing a uh, an amazing job. She's she's got uh, the patience of a saint with me uh, being sick. Brought me, you know, 
heating like special like pads to put on my backs to like kind of loosen the muscles and keep the ache, try to take the aches away. She brought me all kinds of fluids and she made me chicken soup from scratch people. Like I thought she was like, I'm going to get you some soup. I thought she meant she was like you know, buying me some soup, but no, she bought all the fixings for soup. She bought a rotisserie chicken, cut it all apart, used that chicken and made this huge, big pot of awesome soup for me. Um, which was amazing. And, uh, and I was like, okay, maybe I'm, I'm on the, you know, I'm feeling better. You know, it was uh, Wednesday and Thursday were bad, just straight out bad. Like I was done. I was dead. Friday I got up and I was like, okay, I feel a little bit, I think I feel a little better. You know, I'm not going to push myself. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to chill. And that's, and that's what I did. I just chilled. I didn't go anywhere. I, I almost, because I need to go take one of my guitars into, uh, uh, the shop here by my house just to get it, uh, you know, reset up. I need some, you know, things done to it. Um, and I was going to just do that, which is just a less than a five minute drive, dropping it off to a guy and saying, I'll be back to pick it up. I didn't even do that. I was like, I'm not, no, because that could, you know, whatever I might, I don't know. I need to take it easy. Good news out of all of that is I got a shit ton of writing done. Like, not being able to like write for those two days, like Wednesday and Thursday being down like that without even, I couldn't even get out of bed. I was just like, just like diarrheaing, uh, like were like writing out, not, not a bad way. Like that's, that sounds gross. But, uh, I was just like, it was all coming. I was like, I had this idea. I'm, I'm working on this. I'll tell, we'll talk about that later, what I'm working on later, but I got a lot of writing done and Friday and I was like, okay, I'm feeling all right. Still didn't go out Friday night. Didn't do anything like that. Now, Saturday, uh, we get up, you know, I, I was like, I'm not feeling, I think I'm feeling a little bit better, but I don't know. And I didn't want to, like, I, I didn't want to push myself super hard in the day or do anything. I wanted to rest because we were going to a very big, wonderful quinceanera uh, party Saturday night that you know, we'd been invited to by some of Scarlett's family friends. And, it, you know, we'd been to one of their parties before. And it was awesome. And of course, you know, Scarlett was excited to go. I, being to, at one of these parties before, I was like, I absolutely want to make sure I'm able to go to this party um, and and check it out. So it's, you know, uh, I was like kind of res- reticent the way I was feeling, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I took another like a cold shower before we left to kind of like, get, I was like, all right, maybe that reinvigorate me and, you know, I'll feel better. And I felt a little bit okay. So we went to the, uh, the party and it was lovely and it was wonderful and it was awesome. And, uh, it it was in the evening, you know, we got there like maybe seven ish and it's outside, uh, in this big, you know, guys, the big property that they have. And it was beautiful. It was all set up. It was, it was amazing. Uh, but, it wasn't super hot yet, but it was hot enough to where I was like, I'm a little, I'm uncomfortable. And, uh, I wasn't feeling right. And I had a couple of beers, nothing crazy, uh, you know, just kind of sipping and whatever. Uh, but man, I was, as the night went on, I could feel myself getting worse. And I was like, I just, we just, I can't, do this anymore like we have to go like we ended up leaving like 11 30 or something like that That party probably went to like six in the morning it was crazy but the best thing about that party was a fuck they brought out this fucking robot man it, it 
Mannybot was his fucking name that was on the front of his chest. Now, it's really a dude in a big uh, robot costume, but man, it was a, it was a, it was so awesome. God, I posted it on my story, on my Instagram story. Uh, I might have to post, repost it just to put it up there uh, at John Wayne is dead. If you're not following, it was fucking so cool, man. I was like, and when the robot came out, I felt like, yeah, man, maybe I, maybe, maybe this robot's going to rescue me, man. It's going to make me feel better. It's going to take away all my pain. And it did for a moment. And then I was like, I guess uh, I can't. So, um, I, you know, we ended up going back, you know, we went, we went home yesterday, uh, as, as of the time of this record, it was a Sunday. I usually record on Sunday and I got up and I was in such a weird fog and, and again, felt it was going downhill. And I was like, I, what the fuck is fucking wrong with me, man? So finally I just, I was like, yeah, let's just go to the clinic. Cause you know, we got to go to like a, you know, minute clinic or something like that, uh, just to see, because I can't have this. If there's something wrong or there's some kind of medicine they can give me, I need that. Because over-the-counter stuff, the Theraflu, everything's nothing's like sticking, right? Nothing's making it go away um, permanently. So I, uh, I, you know, we went to the clinic, which is fine. But, you know, when you have no insurance, it's still like uh, expensive. So I had to like plunk down this fucking money at right up front just to see the doctor and they're like if there's they need to do anything else in the back any tests or anything that'll be an extra fee but they'll let you know before and i was like whatever um so we waited and went in and i basically like you know explained to him what the doctor that came when he came in what was wrong with me where i'd like what i'd been doing what i thought maybe it was and it's very like you know it's it's a minute clinic or whatever it's a quick care thing so it's not like your primary care physician is going to like really take a like where they would really take time and maybe do some checks and do some other stuff he was just kind of like these are your symptoms blah, blah, blah. okay i'm going to prescribe you uh these four medications that should uh take care of your symptoms and this stuff and i'm like okay so it was like a you know five and a half minute basically meeting with the doctor and all he did was you know give me some medicine, which I wanted some medicine. However, again, it's like, I don't have insurance. So all that medicine was astronomically priced, like when I was like going to pick it up. So then of course I have to like parcel it down and, and I ended up being like, I just want the antibiotic. Let me just get the antibiotic. All this other shit is just like, whatever, ansel- you know, it's like to help with this or that. I, let me get the antibiotic so that can hopefully be the, that's the strongest thing to knock this shit out. And, uh, so I got that, um, got home yesterday afternoon and just, you know, I'm, here's the thing. I'm so sick of being in bed, sick of being sick, but I'm sick of being in bed. I I cannot stand it anymore. Like I don't want to lay in the bed anymore. I don't even want to be in the fucking bedroom anymore. That's how sick of being in bed I am. Um, after all of this, but I laid down and I, you know, ended up fucking sleeping for like the whole rest of the day, like the, into the night and all over and overnight, you know, to where now I'm like, here I am awake. Here's Monday morning. I'm awake. But so it's not like I, I'm not getting rest because I feel like I've just getting a bunch of fucking rest. But I 
you know, but I've got the antibiotic now, so we're on it. And uh, we're hoping, I'm hoping that it, it's uh, going to kick it out quickly. Now, I do not have COVID. I, I tested for COVID a couple of times, negative every time. Um, you know, I don't have a fever. That's one thing. There's no fever associated with anything that I have. So that's why I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, it's not a virus. It's not an infection. I have no fever. Like, what is happening to me? So we will see. Uh, I think that, um, you know, this having an antibiotic like this is going to kick everything out, knock it, knock it out. Uh, but I will uh, keep you posted, uh, everybody. But thank thank you to everyone who sent all the well wishes when I posted that I was sick earlier in the week. Um, last week, like uh, so many people sent me messages that to, to get well soon and feel better. And I, I very much appreciate that. So thank you all uh, for checking in on me and making sure I'm all right there. I am. Uh, I will rise again like the mighty phoenix from the ashes, uh, I am sure. But as you can hear, like my voice is, is kind of still scratchy. I, I have a, you know, some narration I need to finish on one of these books that I'm working on. And it's, you know, I need my voice to be back. So it's not like, Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the book. Uh, I can't do, you know, it's gotta, I gotta get my voice back together. I gotta get everything back together here. A hundred percent, uh, tip top shape. And, uh, and, and here's another thing, folks. I can't even really smoke weed. Um, now, I know you shouldn't be smoking when you're sick anyway, but like even taking like trying to take little baby dick puffs just to ch- like I'm like, this is going to help like just alleviate just alleviate some of my discomfort being, you know, just a little bit high, take away the pressure in my head and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like it's like uh you know, I take a little puff and it's like I just put straight fire into my lungs and I'm just like coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing now the doctor checked my lung he was like that was the one thing he stethoscoped me and was like your lungs are clear and I was like okay but why am I coughing like this then so I, I don't know so I can't even really like I don't have my pipe here with me like I do every every show I just have I have some coffee uh I don't know if I should be drinking coffee but I need something warm on my throat mm. That's what she said. Um, so I'm I'm doing my best here to get back on track, but I need I needed to get I need to do get back into the normalcy here. So I was like, I gotta get a podcast going, gotta get it out there, gotta talk to the people, let them know what's up. So thank you guys again for for hanging with me. Uh, I'm definitely so far behind. I'm way behind on all my shit uh, from being sick, but I do plan on remedying that and and catching up. Uh, to the best of my ability while I am kind of still lingering in sickness. So that is the update on my health. Uh, again, I appreciate all of you guys. Uh, and I very much appreciate huge, big shouts out to my Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, I know I got stuff I need to post on the Patreon wall I'm a little bit behind. I'm going to do all of that right now as I'm sitting here at my desk in my office, all of these these lists of things I'm going to be doing, all of that will be posted today as this episode is posted. So big shouts out to my Patreon people. Thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you for uh, checking up on me. Thank you for following my adventures. If you would like to check out my Patreon page, please go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead or just go to johnwayneisdead.com and hit that Patreon link. It'll take you to my Patreon page where you can select from the tiers that I have available and uh, we can uh, you can 
You get all kinds of goodies that come with those and every single tier, no matter which one, even the $1 a month beer club, uh, you get access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast in which I speak to artists that I meet from all around the country and, and the world even. And uh, it's an awesome show. We have great conversations and um, I have a lot of fun doing it. And I also learn a lot. So there's uh, over 120 episodes of that up there right now. All of the back episodes, of course, are available to any time you sign up. Um, and on the wall, I also put videos and, and things of performances and readings and stuff that I've been doing at the shows. Uh, and coming soon, there's going to be some reveals of some rough cuts uh, mixes from the new John Wayne is dead album, which I'm very, very excited about. So if you want to check all those things out, get some early access and, uh, support your old uncle Johnny, uh, a little bit extra, please go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead or John Wayne is dead.com to the Patreon link. And, uh, it's very, very much appreciated and very much keeps me going and on the road. So, and alive actually, uh, so thank you for that. Um, Deadline, my latest book, Deadline's doing great out there still, getting good, uh, great reviews. People people seem to like it a lot. If you have not checked out my newest book, please do. It is on my website. Uh, you can get a signed copy or you can get it from anywhere books are sold. And the audio version is out there on Audible. Please check that out, narrated by yours truly, myself. Um and uh, gets getting a lot of you know a lot of good reviews on that as well. Uh, people are liking it, so check that out, guys. I very much uh, appreciate the support on that. Um, got a bunch of uh, new, like I said, three new books coming out this year. I have a meeting with an editor later today on one of them. Uh, hopefully, I'll get some uh, some. I don't know, approximation of release uh, times on some of these. I know the uh, short story collection that I have, the Cursed Collection, does come out on Halloween from Oddness Press. So that's the one thing I do have uh, locked in. But these other two books, we'll see when they're going to drop. I will be letting you know, of course, uh, as soon as I do. And uh, if you want early access to information like that, you can sign up for my newsletter which is uh, on my website. When you go to johnwinisdead.com and the, on the opening splash page, there's a window that pops up that lets you sign up for the for the um the old newsletter there and you'll get uh, extras and goodies and information a little bit earlier than everybody else does and i know that's what you like um so i was talking about working on some new uh projects and writing uh earlier i was gonna talk about that i finished uh, maybe about a month ago, I finished uh, a longer work that I was working on, a novel uh, length book that I was working on. And I'm, I'm just about done with my first revision pass on it. Um, so I'm feeling I'm feeling good about that. Uh, we'll see where that that lands out. I need to get some beta readers on it. I need I know I need to do some things to it. But uh, I've been working on this new thing I'm very excited about that uh, is Basically, you know, sh- short stories that it's uh, it's it, it's it's it is a novel presented in snippets of these short stories of the main characters is going is having right. It's a uh, you know it's it's quasi autobiographical uh, in the sense that it's a you know lone musician that's just traveling on this tour by himself. And these things just happen. I, and I got, you know, 
being on the road all the time with not only with the books, but with the music stuff too, there, there are little things that happen when you go to, you know, you, when you're playing music, when you go to clubs, um, you know, when you load in and, and dealing with uh, the, the venue staff, dealing with the sound man, dealing with um, the other bands, uh, all of those things, dealing with uh, motel issues, motel rooms and things like that. I, I took all, I've been taking all of these little instances, um, things that I've experienced, things that I know are kind of universal to uh, other touring musicians and things like that and creating these stories. Uh, and, and it started out as like, I, when I finished that, the longer work that I was uh, just speaking of, I was like, okay, I just want to write like a couple of short stories right now. I don't want to dive right into a huge, you know, novel type of, of, uh, situation right now. So I started, you know, I had the idea for the, the one story that was inspired, like maybe a week prior, you know, I, I started writing this when I was on this last seven week road uh, trip, road run. Um, and I just had one, an idea. I'm like, I write this one story, this story about this, and then I finished it. And I was like, I'm, I was really pleased with the way it turned out and the vibe and the overall feel of it to the extent that I instantly had like another idea. I was like, well, I can drop this same character into this other situation that if he would, he would also have happen while on the road. And then I started taking all these notes about all these instances and like what would happen and what could happen. Um, like, uh, you know, I was just like, just taking all these notes. And then I was like, you know what? I could write all of these as these individual stories and put it together. And it, it, it so it's, it's like a novel and it's already like 30,000 words, uh, right now, um, between the stories that I've written so far. Uh, but it's, it's, it's all, you know, it's all just told in these vignettes, I guess. Right. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Like, you know, uh, you get, you know, writers and other artists out there, you know, you get working on something and sometimes it's just like, hell damn, this is really grabbing me. I'm really enjoying this is the way this is coming out and how this is happening. And that's, that's what I'm doing with this one right now. It feels really good. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of, uh, fun to write and it's very, um, eerie and creepy. So, I, uh, I especially like that. So I will be keeping you updated on, on that and where, where that ends up landing with a home and whatnot. But that, that is what I'm working on very, uh, diligently right now and having a lot of fun doing it. So, uh, tune in, tune in for that. And then also Patreon people, uh, you will be getting a, uh, you know, sneak peek at some of these stories, because as you know, I send a story out every month, uh, to the subscribers, a short story. So you'll be getting like the, uh, you know, like I said, early access, check it out. Patreon.com slash John is dead. If you want some early access to, to these, uh, stories on my newest, uh, latest work, it's, um, pretty cool. I have to say, so just please check it out. Um, all right, guys. I am going to go into our tarot reading of the day. Uh, as you know or do not know, I do a tarot reading here on the, the show. I, I used to do a three-card reading. Now I do a card of the day reading uh, using my very own custom drawn by me, uh, John Wayne is Dead Tarot Skeleton Deck, which is on sale on my website right now for $60, uh, down from $75. Uh, so check it out. It's a 78-card deck based on the Rider weight tarot deck and uh, I'm extremely pleased with it I know longtime listeners have been 
uh, hearing all about it, but it's been out for a couple months now, doing well. So uh, I've been doing, if you follow my Instagram stories at John Wayne is Dead, you'll see the card of the day reading, uh, card of the day every every morning. And today, uh, if you as of this record, the uh, card that I have drawn this morning is the Page of Swords. So Page of Swords, guys, we know swords, swords are, uh, you know, our, our intellect, uh, they are our thoughts, and they are, um, you know, the 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 kind of uh, all of our ideas is like like uh, intellectual wise, right? That's that's what we uh, need to think of with the swords. Now we know page like a page always represents the beginning of something, right? The start of an idea or an action or um, an adventure or or a job. It's the beginning. It's it's maybe even before really things get started that that's what a, the page represents so with with the page of swords uh i also it's in the upright position this morning so uh, i do you know if it's in the you know i do upright or uh upside down uh positions for the cards cuz they do have different meanings so with this page of swords you know coming out right now uh, it, it's saying that you've got a lot of, we, we have a lot of energy and enthusiasm, just like every page does, uh, about something new, pursuing something new. Um, and in almost an overwhelming amount of energy that feels like we can do this plus anything else that comes along with it. And the thing is, we can do those things, absolutely. However, the only caveat of that is keeping it up you know, it's, it's, it happens to all of us. Sometimes you get really jazzed about something. You're like, oh shit, hell yeah, this is awesome. Oh, okay. You can't wait to get into it. And you have all this energy and excitement around this project, this idea, and you just go for it. And you're just like, but we have to keep that energy up throughout the entire project. And the most important, important thing to remember is follow through. We have to have follow through. Without follow through, you might as well not even fucking start as far as I'm concerned. If you can't follow through with something, it's a big lesson you have to learn. And, and you're, the way it, it, you know, you're wasting your own time, you're wasting your own energy um, to put all of this into something at top load, to front load it with so much energy and so much enthusiasm and then just fizzle out and have no follow through. Um, that's going to like, not only is it not, uh, you know, conducive to, to, to starting anything new, but it's also, you know, can be like kind of mentally where it can wear on your mental health. It could be damaging to your, uh, confidence in that, like, because you're like, ah, I can't even do it. But we, we got, we can't let ourselves get into that mode. Right. We got to follow through. Even if it's something small, you got to step back to, to do smaller aspects of this, uh, this project or this idea, just so you can follow through on those smaller parts and make sure they are intact, like they're in place, whatever you need to do, uh, for that it, it, follow through is just extremely important. You got to have follow through because if you don't, you're going to lose not only your momentum, but you're going to lose any help that you have from your outside, uh, support system, uh, because no one's going to be like, 
no one's going to want to work with you after like two or three times you come to them and you're like, oh man, this is going to be the best thing ever. You go, blah, 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 and then you get them all hyped up and you're like, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you just fade out, you know, you just drop the ball completely in a, in the, in the sense that you're just like, damn, I don't know. So that's like a, something just some, that that's what I would like to impart just up top about that is we, we got to have, we got to have that follow through. Um, so again, like this is all about new, this is something new for, maybe it's a new way of thinking. It's knowledge. This is, you know, our thoughts, like I said. Um, and, and another thing about this is like, we may, we may make mistakes. We probably most likely will make mistakes along the way. And maybe we're even like someone who, does tend to like slip make some slip ups as we're going along the but the the most important thing is that we learn from those so we can go f- move forward without those kind of uh roadblocks or or obstacles again or when they come like and I say this all the time when you, you can start to see them far out and you can navigate those those obstacles better or or learn how you, when they come you can you already know what to do to get past it right so we need to like make sure if we're having stumblings or, or mistakes just we're just learning from them um at, at, you know as we go uh so again like another and, and then in in the final aspect of this card for me like the importance that i want to impart is um is the communication aspect of this of this card again you're you're hyped this is the beginning we need to make sure that when we are communicating to our support team or whoever is going to help us or whatever is is all of this we're communicating effectively our ideas our opinions you know whatever we we're thinking about this and if you need to you know you know maybe you start you know uh the website about it or do your own podcast about it or or whatever or just use your social medias to to express like your ideas and what you're building or what you're creating but communication is just always extremely important. And we always want to make sure that we're communicating exactly what we mean and exactly what we want out of something, uh, you know, without kind of, without dilly, without beating around the bush, I guess. We need to be direct in our communication. Like, this is what we need to do, and this is how we're going to do it so that we can be successful. So that is, uh, you know, important so there we go um that is uh where i will leave us actually with our page of swords card um again i got a lot out of that i hope you did as well i always enjoy uh the tarot readings and and having a good time with those uh like i said and for if you're new to like the tarot situation or or have ideas about it or like what is this guy talking about with his tarot cards you know the way that I approach tarot is it's not um, it's not revealing your fortune. It's not telling you the future. It is simply giving you different, pers- giving you a, a way to look at something different, change of perspective. You know sometimes we get stuck in our 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 way of just looking at something one way and we cannot get past it. Whether because, you know, we're, we're just so hung up on it or we just think that we are right or this way we're looking at it is the right way and the only way. And that just simply is not 
correct. And with the card, sometimes you can see, what it does is allow you to see things from a different perspective. So maybe you can get a better handle on something or a better feel or, you know, learn more about yourself from that different perspective. So thank you guys for, for uh, indulging me in that. Again, please check out my tarot deck, the John Wynn is Dead Tarot Skeleton deck. 78 cards based on the Rider Waite deck featuring all my skeleton characters. And uh, it is available on the website, johnwinisdead.com. Or, uh, of course, I have it at my tables, at my convention appearances, uh, everywhere. So, thank you guys for that. Uh, now, one, one uh, moving right along here to, oh, the old Corey Hotline. That's right, Corey Hotline. What is the Corey Hotline, you ask? Well, I know a lot of you out there know what it is. The Corey Hotline is a phone number you can call anytime, day or night, 24-7. Leave a message for me for the show, and I will play your message on the show, and we will talk about it. I'll answer your questions if you have thoughts about something, if you want to propose an idea, whatever it may be. Please feel free to reach out. Call the phone number, 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. And hey, guess what? If you don't want to call, leave a message, you don't want your voice out there, you can text to that number as well uh, with your your number, with with your number, with your message, with your question, and I will read it and then answer it on the on the air here. Now, uh, today, the old hotline is cold and lonely. No messages, uh, lots of spam messages on there I got for uh, tax season, it seems, but no calls. So please, please, please call into the Corey hotline. Hey, just even if you want to say hi, that's great. I don't mind. I like, I like when people say hi, you know, we'll just chat. No big whoop. Uh, 832-930-1347. 832-930-1347. Give us a call. Give Corey a call. He misses you. I was watching, uh, married with children just on like, you know, a lot of, you know, that's one of my favorite shows uh, of all time. And I'm watching it, uh, while I was sick just on, you know, just letting it run because, you know, it's on Hulu. And there was an episode I totally forgot about that has Corey Feldman in it. And uh, he takes Kelly on a date. Zach, he's actually very, plays a very nasty, uh, bad, bad man who basically tells Kelly to, to, you know, get out or get out of his car, put out, put out or get out of his car and ends up leaving her like 15 miles away from the city, telling her to walk home. Um, and then, uh, you know, never fear, because then he comes back around to pick her up to try to get her to bang again. And she's met with two other women who have been dropped off by their dates because they wouldn't put out. And then they end up getting him out of the car, uh, you know, taking his pants away from him and, and then taking his car and leaving him out there to walk home. So that was a happy ending. But good to see Corey, the old Corey and a, and a married with children I forgot all about. What a jacket he is wearing in this episode. You have to look it up and and check out this uh, apparel that Corey happens to be wearing in this episode. Very, very fun. Um, okay, so Corey Hotline, we miss you. Please call us. Now, moving right along to our story portion of the show. This is gonna, more of like a, a commentary than a story, but something that was on my mind. And it's, um, it, it, it applies throughout, like for music and art for me. Uh, and it's, it's about the growth and change and accepting growth and change within our favorite artists and creators. And, um, 
and being uh, okay with that and recognizing the importance of that. So, um, this is a, uh, I get, we're going to call this one, uh, you know, uh, fat Chino, not my Chino, or is it? So this kind of thought and idea just uh, occurred to me this past week. Um, in my sickness, in my in my fever dream state, I was uh, sitting uh, at my desk here, and as I as I want to do, I I like to I love music, guys. You know, uh, if a lot of you know, if you're newer to the show, I play in a, a band currently called John Wayne Is Dead, a punk rock band. But I've played in bands for over twenty years. I have an extreme passion for music of all kinds. Uh, I get super into the minutia of of what goes into making an album. What, not only that, but what goes into making each song and who did what on this song and what gear did they use and why did they do that and what does this mean to them? I, I get super, super into it. I have so many books that I've uh, that I own that I've read cover to cover voraciously about you know, different bands or about just, you know, genres of music or, you know, these history of this and, and, and that, if you listen to, uh, the podcast I do with Christopher Triana, uh, vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, we did a two part episode, uh, you know, months and months ago with Ryan Harding, uh, shouts out, um, on just the history of death metal and grindcore. And it's just, um, it's fascinating to me. I, I love it. So, I like to sit at my desk when I'm working on like, you know, putting uh, orders together for the website or I'm drawing uh, stuff uh, for for things, you know, whatever I'm drawing. I like to just put on music videos and just watch videos. Right. So I was uh, the other day watching and one of my favorite uh, bands uh, of all time and definitely in my top five uh, is Deftones. I've been listening to Deftones for 20 years, probably. They've been a band for 25 or 26 years, I believe. Um, you know, I was, I was there when, uh, I, 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 when the, my own summer, you know, album came out or it's, it's not called that, but, uh, it's around the fur, the record around the fur, which was their second album. Uh, that was when I was introduced to them and I was just kind of blown away. You know, I was like, I fucking love this band. Uh, couldn't, couldn't get enough of Deftones, you know, just, buying all this, you know, buying the, the, the other album, you know, I was getting fucking imports. I was going to see them whenever I could loved Deftones. Deftones was, you know, one of my favorite things. And this is also like, you know, man, I'm like 21, 20 when this is happening, 19 even maybe. Uh, and I just, you know, you, especially when you're younger, you get really into like your, your things, right? Your bands or your movies or your, your, whoever you know your your favorite this and you get really into it to like a defensive thing where you you can't talk to to someone that doesn't like them without admonishing them for being stupid or something like that um and that was exactly how i was and and some people would say i'm still like that today even though i try not to be i say that arguing about music is a young man's game and i try my best to adhere to that sometimes i just you, sometimes you poke the bear though and you're going to get the claws. So, you know, I, I, I try to hold back as much as I can until I feel like you're just 
ignorant to what you're speaking of, and then I'm going to have to take you apart. So, uh, Deftones is one of those bands with me. You know, you could they could do no wrong. You and you better not say a, a bad thing about Deftones in front of me because you're going down right now. That being said, Around the Fur is out for a little while, and then you know you come to uh, what? Yeah, maybe 2001. No, 2000, I believe, uh, or 2002. I don't know. Right around there. I, I should have looked this up, but. Deftones brings out the White Pony album. Now, this is like a seminal record for them. It becomes like this, what it's become, you know, is this huge kind of like turn, like turning point for Deftones, right? Now, I, again, like I said, love watching music videos, put them on my computer here while I'm working. So back then was no exception. I was uh, like, when I woke up in the morning, I was in college, going to Sam Houston State University, eat them up, cats. I remember this very, very vividly and very, very clearly. I, you know, when I get up in the morning, I would put on this, you know, MTV had actual video shows back then. I know. Um, and MTV too, I had both of those, um, channels. And I remember like they announced we're premiering the new Deftones song on this day, in this, you know, morning, whatever, during the fucking blah, blah, blah show. I don't know, whatever. And I remember it's, it's, it's morning time, like 10 AM ish, whatever. And I am, glued to the TV. I'm like sitting in my living room of my little apartment that I had at the time, you know, drinking my coffee, getting ready, probably missing a class I was supposed to go to because I'm waiting for the new Deftones song to premiere, like the the video and everything. I'm like, ah, I can't wait. So finally they're like, all right, here we go. Everyone's waiting for it. Deftones change in the house of flies. And this song starts and I'm like, what is this? You know, it's got this very, like, light kind of opening. And, uh, you know, the video, I'm, like, watching. I'm, like, okay. And I'm waiting for this the song to explode into this, like, ah, you know, the Deftone shit that I'm used to. And it doesn't. It instead shows, like, this whole scene, this part. It's very air. It's very, like, ethereal. And, and you know, like, a, a fever dream is happening. And they show Chino. And Chino's, like, now playing guitar. Chino's the lead singer, sorry, uh, for those of you who don't know. He's now like playing a guitar, which he never did before. And he's singing, which he never did before either. He was just, you know, just had his like scream and yowl and all that stuff that he did, that he does. And uh, not only that, he's like fat. No, and I don't, I'm not fat shaming this. Like, this is just all part of like the whole thing that I was trying to process. I was like, this isn't, he, this isn't, this is not only not my Chino, this is not my Deftones. What the fuck is this? I've been waiting all this time for this piece of shit. What the fuck? Like, I was like, kind of incensed. And then I was like, didn't know how to feel even about myself. Because I was like, this is my favorite band. Like, why don't I should like this? Why don't I? What is wrong with me? So I didn't like start like, screaming from the rooftops like fuck you deftones i didn't because I, I had to sit with it i was like let me sit with this for a little bit let me see what this is all about like of course i'm still gonna buy the record when it comes out in a couple weeks of course i'm still gonna support them but if if this like I, in my mind i was like if this record doesn't fucking have like my deftones sound that i love I don't know if how much more I can support them or how much more I want to listen to them. 
you know, I'm stupid, you know, I'm young. Now, I um, watched the video a few more times, you know, over the next two weeks before the record came out, and I, I still wasn't super warming up to, I was a little bit more warming up to the song, uh, you know, I guess, but it really kind of threw me. And I bought the record when it came out. Like, this is like, again, I was one of those dudes that was like, when the store opened, because music, I don't fucking know how they release music now. But then it was every Tuesday was when new music came out. So it was like a Tuesday, whatever. Went to the fucking local record store up there in Huntsville, bought my fucking copy. Of course, I, you know, the extent, the fucking whatever copy. And, uh, I, uh, you know, listened to it and, and I'm like, man, it had one song on it. I think it was called Bloody Cape is the song where that that's, and it's super short where it all, that's like a nod to the other albums where it's like that sound. Right. But still like that was the only thing. And I was like, I just, I was like, man, what the fuck dude? Like I, this is just not my death tones. Uh, but again, I wasn't coming out against it or being like they suck now at all i was still just sitting with it and and letting it, it process letting trying to let this music wash over me and and like you know figure it out and 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 it took me maybe a month or so before it all just clicked and and i think it probably clicked more when people when i i started seeing other people talk bad about deftones again of course it comes up into where i'm like you know, the defense mechanism of me, like, you don't know shit. But like, then again, then again, these people were speaking about this album that I was also kind of like unsure about. It was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But then just one day it, it, it all clicked with me. And I was like, you know what? This is a great album, not just a like a good album. This is an amazingly great album. This is an album. This is a career defining album. And I started to look around. You look at the, all the other bands that they maybe fell in like the new metal genre that Deftones was was lumped into, right? Was I don't even think they're I, I wouldn't I, I guess you can call them a new metal, but they got a little something else going on. That I was like, they actually are evolving beyond this, beyond this label that they've been put upon that's been put upon them, this genre label, the the all the things that, like, in my mind at first that I was, like, saying they should be this, it should be that, it should be this. And, and I had to realize, like, no, it doesn't, there, it doesn't have to be that. Why, why would it? Why would I want this band that I love, this group of artists that I love, to put out the same record every single time they put one out? How, how, how boring would that be like how like enjoyable would that be just so that i can make you know wow chino's screaming like i like him you know that that's uh, extremely selfish i think and and uh close-minded very very close-minded to to be and i know a lot of people didn't listen to deftones after that and fuck them too bad they missed out because you know you, they they and I go deep, guys. Like I said, I watched all, every fucking thing I could watch and read about the White Pony record when it came out. I did. Trust me. 
I was working for the Texas Review Press at the time in college, which was the uh, publishing house that we had on campus that I interned for for two semesters and then got hired on to for, for three months after I graduated. And I was doing like blue line and table of contents work and stuff. But like in between, I was like shifting over to YouTube and watching every, everything like because they were putting like behind the scene, like recording songs from the record and things like that. And I was watching all of this. And I realized like, you know, Terry Date, who was the producer on that record and most of the Deftones records, he he pulled that out of them. Like they he knew like you get like so you get a good producer like that that knows a band intimately, I think, and he can see that. He's like, you know what? That you guys are too good to repeat yourselves. You need to that you you have this natural growth happening. Let's dig deep into that because this is what's going to sustain like you will have a career for years if you allow yourself to grow like this and 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 don't fall into the same trap of like well we have to remake you know this uh, the, the album that was so good before because that's what everyone loves and that's what everyone expects you know he he's an amazing producer terry date does great great work with other great artists but deftones particularly he's worked with quite a bit and uh, he always seems to bring the best out of them. That's something I like a lot of people don't know. If you don't know intimately about music, having a good producer on your album can make really make it or break it, right? You need that person that's that objective ear. You need that person that's that objective voice that's not a part of your band. That's not, you know, that's just like their whole thing is just to make sure you put out a great album you put out a great piece of art so they're the ones that can come in and you know show you things that you didn't hear before or maybe like they can hear it differently and be like hey what if we tried this or what if we put this part here or you know what hey this idea that you guys are working on keep going with it something's there something's there you need those producers you need those kind of outside people who are talented and have that passion as well to cr help craft that for you. And I think that Terry Date did an amazing job uh, with them. So I, you know, I came around like fully on them on this record to where it became one of my favorite albums. I listened to it a billion fucking times. Um, I went to see them on that tour countless times. Anytime I could go see Deftones, I went to fucking see Deftones. Um, and I've seen some Good Deftone shows and some pretty bad Deftone shows, I have to say. But, uh, you know, I got to see them many times with Chi before he passed away, rest in power, you know, um, and and the new line newer, with the newer bass player. Now they have another new bass player, but uh, that's besides the point. I say all this to say, like, it's important, like, not only in music, I'm using this huge example, but, you know, in, in art and in writing, you know, we all have our favorite authors, right? You know, a lot of us do. A lot of people that listen to this podcast. You're listening because you like my writing or, and you're into like the other, you know, authors that I roll with that are, you know, write similar things or, or that horror genre or the psychological horror or the extreme horror, like that, that you're rolling with that. Um, but I think it's, it's, I say all this to say it's important to, as an author, as an artist of any kind, to not be afraid to to take those steps of uh, growing your art or changing direction in some way because you know you 
you're a different person. You're an, you've outgrown that particular style, maybe, or that particular genre, or you've just evolved past it. It's important to recognize that. That is what keeps you going. Like you know, and, and you can like an like an author and, and not you know love everything they do, but recognize that they change. Like just. Speaking from my own experience, guys, you know I started in the bizarro genre. Cut my teeth there, got all my first publishing through bizarro presses, and you know, I started to slowly kind of like just be like, I don't like necessarily what else is happening in this genre. I I I don't really write like this too much anymore, and I don't want to write like this anymore. So I'm. You know, now I'm I'm doing this and transitioning into the horror and the psychological stories and, and that kind of thing. That, that's been my progression, right? But a lot of other authors have that kind of progression. You know, you can't just keep putting out the around the fur fucking record every year if you want to do that. I can't keep writing the same book. N- none of us can. So I just wanted to like this, you know, I had all these thoughts. Maybe it's in my crazy fever dream of of uh, being sick, but I really like thought about this for a lot uh, this past week about just, you know, taking our artists, taking our, the precious thing, the things that are precious to us that these, that the artists create that we love so much, but not, you know, keeping an open mind when they are growing and changing and becoming uh, the thing they need to become next in order to keep creating keep you know uh doing what they do like you know it's stifling to try to do the same thing over and over again and you're just going to burn out and be unhappy i feel that's probably why you look look at deftones contemporaries back in the early 2000s how many of them still have careers now corn limp biscuit that's about it i i'm not that's not it but i know there are other ones that still you know, knock around and, and do tours and stuff like that. But Deftones have been able to remain this force, this headline, they're, they're headliners. They put out awesome records, you know, every time, um, you know, they're, they're not all, not all of them are my favorite, but I still respect them all for what they are for that piece of creation in that time period that they they made this this record here and you know they made this one they had to deal with the death of their bass player they had all this crazy stuff happen that would have normally could have derailed or even just taken the band completely out um but and and again same thing these are the same things that can happen to to an author you know you you try to adjust or you're trying to like follow the trend or you're trying to like listen to you know all your reviewers or your haters and you want to like you know oh I better change this to this so that I can do this fuck that man don't don't I'm not a, I'm not about that dude I'm not bowing down to anybody's fucking uh path that they think I need to take or you know why don't you do this because this is successful now this is popular now why don't you do that no that is a horrible trap to fall in and if that's what you're chasing, I cannot express enough to you to, to s- just pull back from that. Do yourself, be yourself, let yourself grow artistically how you need to naturally do. And, you know, you may not, you may be like, slow, 
it's not going to be an instant gratification thing. If you're trying to like chase popularity or, or likes or sales or whatever, those things will come if you're true to your art, if you're true to what you're trying to create. Those things will come. They may come, they may be like, wow, yeah, you did this thing that so-and-so also is doing and with this, and wow, we love it. And then it's fallen off and then what are you going to do? Then who are you going to copy, you know? So I, I, I've just, just been something on my mind and I just wanted to, you know, kind of talk it out here on, on, the, on the pod with you guys and, uh, you know, hopefully you know, get some feedback. You know, what do you guys think about this? Call the Corey hotline, 832-930-1347. Let's talk, you know, give me some feedback on what you guys think about this. Evolving artists, the different genres, the different styles that they go through um, and the growth and, and how you feel about it. Because, uh, you know, obviously I just told you how, how, all, how I feel about it. So, uh, I hope to hear some people weigh in on this. Uh, again, 832-930-1347. And um, yeah. All right. There we go, guys. Hey, thank you so much for hanging in with me for another episode. I appreciate it. I hope that uh, that was uh, enjoyable. And that was a nice little conversation uh, that I had there with myself. No, with you guys. And, uh, you know, I hope to get some feedback and hear what you have to have to say about it or what your opinion on those things is. So please, please, please check out johnwayneisdead.com for all your John Wayne uh, needs, desires, and wants. You can get my new book, Deadline, there, as well as all my other books signed, sealed, and delivered to you, the John Wayne is Dead albums are on there as well. Uh, everything will come signed with extra art. I appreciate any and all support. Um, please check the shows page there at johnwinisdead.com because I'm about to ramp up a whole new travel situation here coming up for the rest of the year. So please check that out. And don't forget to follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, or just my name, John Wayne Camionali, there on Facebook. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.